Welcome to the Perspectives on Healthcare podcast, where members of the medical community from different roles, venues, and locations share their unique perspectives on quality healthcare, its future, and how to improve it. Now, from the Your Keynote Speaker Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here is your host, Rob Oliver. Thank you, and welcome to another episode of Perspectives on Healthcare. This is a continuation of the Patient's Perspective Marathon. This is number 24 in the marathon. And um, now I got my numbers mixed up a little bit before, but um, this is actually number 24. It is with Jacqueline La Victoire. She is from out in Minnesota. She brings a unique perspective as a patient herself, as well as her husband and child. So let's get right to it. Here is my interview with Jacqueline LaVictoire. Welcome, and what is your name? My name is Jacqueline LaVictoire. All right, Jacqueline, (laughs) uh, where are you from? I am in Minnesota. What? Okay, all you had to say was Minnesota, and I... Yeah, it'll come out. (laughs) You can't help it, which which is all well and good, and I won't hold that against you. As a matter of fact... Right now, my wife is in Minnesota for a, oh. uh, there's a, yeah, well, I, anyway, she's out there helping. My nephew lives out there and uh, my wife and my daughter are out helping build closet stuff for them. So uh, well, there you go. My daughter <laughs> is a professional Ikea assembler. So, oh, there. Yeah. yeah. No, um, we finally have the first nice days here in a long, long time. So I'm glad she's here at that time. Instead of when it's so Excellent. cold. All right. So, Jacqueline, can you please tell me about yourself and your um, background in with healthcare? Yeah. Um, well, I actually started my company. Um, it's a virtual assistant company because of healthcare issues. I personally suffer from hemiplegic migraines, which are like mini strokes, um, which they come on really fast and unexpectedly. So, I couldn't really keep a job very well that way. Um, and then had little ones and decided to just keep it going. Um, my husband is legally blind. He has retinitis pigmentosa. So we have that. And he was in an awful car accident years ago, um, about seven years ago now. And he had a TBI, which left him with permanent memory loss and just a lot of things along those lines. Yeah. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that because it sounds like you're both going through issues and um do you find yourself you find yourself i'm assuming in the role of being a self-advocate do you find that you spend time as an advocate for your husband as well i think i advocate for him better than i advocate for myself like i can fight for my family but when it comes to my stuff i'm like okay whatever you say, I actually was going to so many neurologists. I lived in Denver for a while and went to Minneapolis for them. And it ended up that my the cause of my headaches is triggered by gluten, which I went and I was getting shots and taking so much medicine. And nobody found that out until I just figured it out kind of on my own by reading an article and giving it a shot. Um, but for him, I can fight all day long <laughs> for it. So, and the kids. Yeah. Okay, so have you met any healthcare heroes? Yeah. During your journey? Um, my daughter actually has the same eye disease as my husband. Um, 
and we didn't know that until a couple years ago, but her eyes are terrible, really bad vision. And because of the curvature of her eyes, she couldn't wear regular glasses or contacts and we'd been everywhere and nobody could do anything. And then Dr. Trevor Faso at Pinecone Vision, just like he refused to give up on her. He just kept having her come back in. Well, that didn't work. And we're like, okay. And we just wait, but he's like, no, come back in a couple of weeks. I'm going to talk to the medical group I work with and we'll see what we can do. And he actually had these special custom contacts made for her. And we have a video of her seeing for the first time. And it is like, it still makes me tear up because she goes outside and she's just like this little thing. I think she was only eight or nine at the time. And she's just like twirling around. She's like, oh my gosh, like the leaves. She'd never seen Mm. the detail of a tree. She could see the shape, but never had seen the tree. She's like, can I go for a bike ride? You know, like I'm going to go around the block, but she just loves him. Like we still see him today and he's just wonderful for us. So excellent. I'm glad, glad that we can give a shout out for him. So um, I want to go back to something you said earlier and I'm just you said your husband was legally blind and that he was in a car accident. Um, yeah. Was he driving or was he a passenger? He was driving. Retinitis pigmentosa, it is an eye disease that slowly progresses. Okay. And so he wasn't born blind, but it like starts to come in on the sides of his eyes. And so his vision like continually got worse. Now he does not drive. I'm the only driver in the home because he's now declared legally blind because of his like his field of vision his he's lost peripheral vision is that right yeah okay yeah so i just i had to ask you you, um, (laughs) i was listening and i thought um yeah i'm not sure about this we gotta we gotta find out so okay um what does quality healthcare mean to you well First of all, like beyond the fact, I feel like it should be free in our country for sure. Um, I think that we're just dismissed so often when we go to the doctor. I think that being heard and just actually when you're there, I, I feel so dismissed so often when we go that it's like, I just think people need to listen to the patient and say, we're here because there's a reason for it. It's not just because we're showing up for our regular physical, which might be the case, but we set this up for a reason. Yeah. Okay. So when you're talking about, uh, I'm going to read between the lines here and you can tell me where I'm, if I'm understanding properly, when you're talking about healthcare being free, you're talking about it being accessible to everyone at the same level. And uh, I'll just be honest about this. What one of the, one of the first people I talked to when I was thinking about doing this podcast um, was basically saying we need to talk to an insurance person to find out why they have so much power in what goes on. Because, you know, when you go to see a, a medical professional and they it's time to write a treatment plan, mm-hmm. the first question is what kind of insurance do you have? And yep. so in that way, your, uh, your insurance company is determining your plan of treatment more than your medical professional is. Yes. What's your reaction to that? 
I have, that's one of the things I take big issue to because we live in rural Minnesota and as the only driver, the closest doctor in our network is 30 minutes away. So by the time I drive and go to this appointment, it's two hours out of every day. And one, I feel like I should be able to go to whoever is nearby because it's convenient to me. It shouldn't be that big of an issue. And two, when it comes to the specialist and things for like my daughter's eyes and my husband's eyes and my headaches and all of it, yeah, I don't think that I should receive a different healthcare plan than any other person. Okay. And when you're saying that you can't, that you've got to travel to get to your doctor's Mm -hmm. appointment, is that because your insurance doesn't work with a local person or because there is just isn't a local person? We had a local clinic, but that closed. Um, But there are like, for dentistry and stuff, there's some clinics right here we can't go to. Um, So mostly because our insurance doesn't cover it. Okay. It's interesting to hear you say that because here in Pittsburgh, our city is literally divided in half by insurance. Okay. Oh my gosh. We have two, we have two competing health systems. One is from the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, and they have developed their own health insurance plan. And for the most part, that's all that they take at their hospitals. So if you, if you want to go to a UPMC facility, you have to have UPMC insurance. And then there is the other network and, you know, and so you can, UPMC is not going to pay for you to go there. So what you literally, depending on what healthcare or health insurance you have, half of the city's healthcare options are not available to you. And so it's, I mean, it's what you're, it's kind of a little bit about what you're talking about where you have somebody that's close and somebody that you might like, Mm -hmm. but even though they're close and you like them, you can't, uh, you can't go see them because it's just, and God forbid they, your doctor switches networks, you know, (laughs) then that's a whole nother issue. So, so, so true. What do you wish? your medical providers understood about you? Um, I think it goes back to saying like, if I'm at the appointment, it's because I need to be. Mm. There's so many times that as the only driver and the only worker in the house, it's a big deal. I like wait a long time, a lot of times to go to the doctor because I feel like I can get better on my own or something like that. I'm there because I need to be, I don't want to come back after the lab results come through, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want to be heard and taken care of when I'm there. Okay. Um, Do you utilize like the, the telehealth options or the, the virtual, um, I'm being located kind of in a more rural community that I'm, I'm guessing would give you options, more, more treatment options, say, Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you use and, and what's your experience been like with that? Use telehealth every time I can. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing to come out of COVID, I think, is being able to do virtual appointments. Um, I do feel that it's very dismissive. I don't think that you can portray how you're really feeling virtually. Uh-huh. Um, as far as like 
showing somebody a rash or saying like i i just don't think it con it's conveyed as well online so it's it's very two-dimensional it's not three-dimensional is that an yeah. accurate description yeah definitely okay and it, it's i agree with you from this perspective that it's better than nothing yes um but it's not the same as being in person listen i'm a keynote speaker okay and so I do virtual presentations and the fact is just that simple, a virtual presentation. It's good, but it's just not the same as being in person. Right. Is that, so anyway, virtually you can just turn your camera off, you know, <laughs> you can't just zone out when what? you're there. Exactly. So got it. Okay. So what is one thing medical professionals, can start doing today to improve the quality of healthcare? I think when you get a lab done and they go to the lab, if it doesn't show up, follow up. Okay, tell me more about that. I feel like every time I go to the doctor and there's something wrong with me, they're like, well, let's go to the lab. We'll do your blood and your urine analysis and then we'll get back to you with the results. And then they'll come through and they'll say, oh, everything's fine. You're fine. Everything came through normal. And that's all here. If I don't follow up and say, hey, like, I'm not fine. I still don't feel well. It didn't show up, mm -hmm. but there's still not something right here. I don't get, I don't think they do that unless you push that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I don't know how many interviews in we are now, but it's interesting because I had someone on a little bit earlier who said a very similar thing in which um, what you're, you're going in because you have an issue and they prescribe lab work to, a, um, and you're looking for the lab work to answer the issue that you have. They're looking for the lab work to show something. And so when the, the lab work doesn't show anything, they feel like their questions answered your lab works normal as opposed right. to you saying my question is not answered because I still don't feel good and I'm still not where I want to be. Did, does that resonate with you? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. And also the ranges, I mean, I've done because of my headaches and stuff, I've had like graphs of all of my medical stuff that I've personally done. And I know when something is on the high side of normal, that that's not normal for me you know, like I'm usually way low. So this could actually be something that's causing me to not feel well. Hmm. I, and I've called them on that before, but you sure. know. <laughs> okay. And I don't mean to make this all about me, but I completely understand where you're coming from. So I've got a spinal cord injury. I'm a quadriplegic and I have low blood pressure. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I mean like really low blood pressure, like 75 over 50 kind of blood pressure and I go to the doctor and they take my blood pressure and before they do it, I say to them, okay, um, I am, I'm going to tell you, I explain to them what my diagnosis is, why it's going to happen. And I say, my blood pressure is going to be low. And then when they take it, um, and it's low, they're worried. And I've had the person come back a couple different times. And then there's sometimes when my blood pressure is in the normal range and when what that means is actually that I'm, in, stressed. I'm stressed and I'm in some form of pain, 
they're like, oh, your blood pressure looks good. And it's like, oh, no, actually, it no. doesn't look good. It's bad. Exactly. So, yes. Yeah. I'll trade with you. I just had surgery on Friday, actually, a week ago today. And they almost didn't perform it because my blood pressure was high. I'm like, I told you guys, I hate needles and procedures. I just like, it's normal. Like I had actually taken my blood pressure myself for two weeks before just to say sure. like, okay, it's been good guys. Like, right. It's okay. <laughs> that is, that's so funny. Um, so listen, Jacqueline, I, I appreciate you being here. Um, I appreciate your willingness to share. Um, I appreciate your support in all of this and I respect your perspective on healthcare. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Absolutely. You have, have a good rest of your day. You too. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Perspectives on Healthcare. Visit perspectivesonhealthcare.com to learn more about Rob Oliver or to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If this podcast was valuable, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes. Or if you tell a friend or coworker about the show, that would be helpful too. Join us again next time for more Perspectives on Healthcare.